Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian and look, it's another loss, another solo pod this week with Lockie, unfortunately, unable to join me in, in this game. It was just, it was another must-win game, I guess, to end a four-game losing streak and, and the Blues were defeated by 17 points against Melbourne to make it five defeats in a row. And I guess, look, what what hurts the most from this game? was that Melbourne, they were just so beatable. They were there to be beaten. Then They haven't been in great form. They made so many uncharacteristic errors, so many turnovers. Their poor goal kicking basically kept us in that game. It was like they wanted us to try and win this game. The, the footy gods were doing everything they could to keep us in this. And, you know, much like that Dogs game, the, the Sydney game, it was there for us to win. It was one we had to win. And we just... For whatever reason, it feels like we're just unable to go that extra mile, go and find that extra gear that like allows you to actually be a good team and win these games. And you know, look, we're we're only 17 points down. And even with 10 minutes to go, Max Gorn kicks a ridiculous goal 50 meters out. But we just didn't feel like we're in this game. And I don't know how you guys feel. So let me know. This one. I'm keen to hear all your thoughts. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll get the plugs done early. Like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. But drop in the comments your thoughts throughout this because I'm going to be talking a lot by myself to myself. So it'll be nice to eventually, after this one, go through the comments and chat to you guys. If you're listening where you listen to your podcasts, follow us on there. And then, yeah, head over to socials at Navy Blue Corner and let me know your thoughts on this. But, yeah, for me, it just didn't feel like we are in this at all. It's been like that for so many games this season. And I was actually watching this game with some friends who they don't go for Carlton. They don't watch us in depth as much as we do every single week. And it's interesting with about five minutes to go. They're, they're, they're giving me that good old Lee Matthews, you know, you're only three goals down. There's, there's still plenty of time. But those three goals, they may as well have just been 13 goals. You know, it just that whole game will just being kept at arm's length for the whole game and so many games this year have been like that. It's we, we try so hard to create our own chances in front of goal, but we give away such easy, poor shots. And, you know, it was only nine minutes into that, into that first quarter, but it was just tone setter that Neil Bullen goal that no one was on him. It was his unaccountable crumbing goal. And I just, from that moment, I just had that feeling of we're just not in this. We, we can't win this game of football. And, and much like that, that Bobby Hill goal against Collingwood, it just it shows we aren't switched on. It shows we don't, I don't know, we don't seem to care. We don't bring that pressure intent that we, we need to. We just give away such easy goals. And I guess, you know, we're not getting blown away by teams, but it just feels like the scoreboard flatters us. It People can say, oh, you only lost by three goals. You're not that far away. But it feels like we're far away because, look, We'll jump into it right now because clearly the big struggle right now is scoring. We don't look like scoring. We don't look like we can create scoring opportunities. And that's it. There's just this real lack of wanting to take the game on, to take risks, to move the ball fast with purpose. So yeah, too often we we get the ball and we just we we want to handball to the next guy. Doesn't matter if they're in a better position, if they're under more pressure. It's almost as if I don't want to ha- be the guy that has to make the decision or make the mistake, which then creates the mistake. It creates the turnover because the guy that they pass to is in a worse position. He's under more pressure. 
and it all fails. And you just look at the stats. I'm not going to go through many this week, but 39 inside 50s is just not enough to win your games of football. And we were negative 29 disposals in inside 50 compared to Melbourne. Negative 29 for disposals inside 50. It's just you cannot create a winning environment from that. And we almost did, which is insane. But clearly, we're just so far from it. And look, Voss mentioned it. Voss spoke about it this week. He said that we see, we, I don't know the exact quote, but the sentiment was we seem scared to take risks, scared to take the game on. And, you know, I would say part of this, a big part of this is the game plan. It's this slower game plan. It, it hurts. It stifles the creativity and movement. There's clearly a mentality issue of these players. And it's so frustrating because the three times we looked good and we scored three goals from it. We took the game on. We went through the corridor, quick handballs, looking for that overlap, looking for that player to run past. And yeah, you go figure. Three times we take on the corridor, three times we go. How do you get that every single time? I don't know. Uh, maybe last year has just scarred them so much that they're too scared to lose, you know, but and they're, and they're too scared to make mistakes. But that's making us lose because... We're now playing too safe. We're too scared to run. We're too scared to turn the ball over. Too scared of this mistake. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know how we do it, but somehow there needs to be a fostering and creating this environment that encourages mistakes. Because we're at the point where you know, take finals away from it. I just want to make us improve at this stage, get better than what we're seeing. And if we continue to make a mistake, we turn the ball over, we get hurt the other way. But we're trying to take on the right thing. We're making the right decision, taking the right risk, but the execution's off. And we're taking that right option that's sort of drilled into us by the coaches. Like, I don't know, you can, you can live with that more than what we're seeing right now. This safe footy is just, it's, it's not allowing us to get smashed every game, but it's not going to get us wins. And it hasn't got us wins this whole season. It's been a massive... Massive, massive issue. And, and you look at other teams. You look at what's going on, like North and Hawthorne. I watch their games. You know, they're not winning every week. They don't only win this week. But they're trying to play footy the right way. They're just not good enough. They're not good enough to execute. They're getting burnt the other way. Eventually, that's going to work for them. They're going to evolve. They're going to get better players. They're going to learn the system. They're just going to get better. And they're going to overtake us at this rate because we don't have this just want to go fast, want to take the game on, want to try and score at all costs. And it's it, it's hurting us. And look, I, I said on the build-up show, I wanted to see something different. That was my what did we want to see going into this game. Whether this was, you know, something in the midfield, whether it was personnel running through there or just, oh, I just want to see something different because I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But we're just seeing the same game over and over again. And that's it's the frustrating point, really. It's what's frustrating me the most is this lack of change week in, week out. And look, I don't know if I don't know if these players are good enough for this great success, these premierships, these finals, but I know that they're better than we that what I'm seeing out there right now. We just we're not getting enough out of the the sum of our parts, I suppose you could say it that way. You know, there's too too many too many individuals, too many stars of this team clearly aren't playing up 
to the standards, which sometimes are seen as go the individual route. And we almost get over the line. They scrape us over the line, but we're not getting that. We're not getting that even out of these guys. And I guess speaking to wanting change, wanting to see something different, you know, Crips comes out last week, strongly on socials, which we love to see. Got us all G'd up for this game. And you kind of expect a bit more of a response. You expect some fire. And I know I spoke about weeks ago. I can't remember what review it was about. Like just, you don't expect it anymore because you've seen so many times they don't respond, but it's just so frustrating. You thought with Cripa from the group, backs against the wall. Do we see a bit more defensive pressure, a bit more want to tackle, a bit more want to chase, those last-ditch efforts, the hunger to just every single thing to try and get us over the line? You just don't get it. And I guess I'm tired of listening to them talk and not seeing them bring the physicality or hunger to impact the game because they're trying, clearly. But I don't know. There's just there is that component missing right now in them. And, you know, it goes back to what we what was spoken so much last year of this building from this hard contested side, this hard game style, physical in the contest. And I didn't see any more from Cripper this week where I was hoping that, you know, you set the tone from that first moment, that first tackle. You don't get that. And I don't know. It's... You see it from everything. We didn't do it when when Shane Edwards made those comments years ago about, oh, round one against Richmond's their grand final. We didn't go after him. We didn't go after Bolton when he hand, we showed Doc the ball running into open goal. Like These blokes don't respect us. And you just kind of hope that they they target these guys. You know, I'd kill for this group to, to target another player that's talked shit about us. That's someone that's disrespected us. It's what other teams do. You think about what, you know, Collingwood did when Ed Langdon said some stupid shit in the media against Collingwood. They target him the next game. And so many good teams have done this. And so many physical bullying teams have done this. And we just don't do it. We just get bullied. And so I, I you know, more stuff comes out this week with Maynard giving it to, to Carlton. Lack of respect, side bottom showing it. But I just don't expect anything from us to, to come out next time we play Collingwood and, and have that attitude and mentality to go, Nah, we're stamping this out. Like we're building the respect. We're we're going to go into every single game and show that we're we're harder at the contest, that we're better. I, we just don't do it, and it's so frustrating. I just I want to see something from this group. So I, I want at least from the fans to the fans that they want to be better. Because like you know it, but uh, there's that that nastiness to prove it just isn't there. Um, that's, that's a start, I guess, of, of this review talking about the lack of scoring clearly it's an issue. Clearly it's that, but I'll get to your listening questions to get me through this solo pod by myself. So if you ever want to get your questions in, head over, head over to Twitter. It's where we are most of the time at Navy blue corner after the game immediately. I'll chuck it out there. We normally record Monday nights, things like that. So you get a couple of days to get your questions in. Head over to the other socials as well. If you're desperate, DM us, send the message in. We'll read it. We'll try and get in the run sheet for you. But I'll pick out a couple this week. And we've got a good one from Davo 71 that says, we don't have the kicking skills or game plan to make anything work. Hence, confidence is shot. Do you think Voss will have the balls to change the game plan during the buy? He won't be sacked during his contract, but he might, force out some big names season end. And 
It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I know this is this is it. And I don't know. It's interesting. From what what I liked this week in Voss's press conference, that he finally admitted something. He said, we aren't good enough. And look, now you've acknowledged it, fix it. Because we can't continue to play the same way. It's not, it's not, it's not just him. It's the players as well. It's, it's everything in this club. And when we're looking to finger point, we're looking to fix things, don't know how to fix them, which is, which is annoying, but it's everything. But clearly, if we're looking at the way we're playing and, and what's going on on field, it needs to change, particularly for Vossi. If he wants to survive, he simply has to change the way we're playing. We do not create enough scoring chances, and the confidence of this group is just quickly diminishing from how we're trying to play. And the play is clearly a big issue. Clear part of this. They're missing easy kicks, easy tackles, easy marks. Oh, I mean, how many uncontested marks did we drop, whether it was in front of goal, whether it was in defense? And we just make poor decisions, struggling with confidence to take these risks. So many things. You could, you could list basically every single thing in, in a football game and it, we're not doing it right at the moment. And, and who knows? Maybe these players, maybe they can't be coached. Maybe they can't be molded to play how the coach wants them to play. How many have tried and failed? But right now, we just can't keep doing what we're doing right now. It's simply not working, and it's not going to get us wins. We're not creating enough scores. And you look at Frio, and that gives you a little bit of confidence. They were playing a slow game style at the start of this year, struggling, not getting wins. Surely, once he's now admitted we're not good enough, something has to change. Something. But right, but so far this season, there's just been this stubbornness to not change anything to continue to play the same guys week in, week out that don't seem to be performing, to not try to change this midfield mix too much. We're clearly struggling with pace around the ball, but we don't really try to find the pace in this squad and, and put it around the ball. It's, yeah. Something has to change, Vossi, clearly. And, uh, and I'm hoping that the rhetoric in this press conference maybe makes something change and that the, the more the pressure mounds that instead of going into the shell and going, oh, well, we've just got to stick with what we're doing and hope it works. Some risks are made because like, is Vossi going to last? Like, are we going to go through another coach and is it going to be, oh, well, we didn't try anything and we're all out of ideas. You know, is it that Simpsons joke already? I don't, I just don't, I don't want this to be the end of Vossi and end of this playing group and we don't try something different. We spoke about, does Saad go in the midfield for two seconds? Does Boyd push up higher up the ground onto a wing half forward? Do we, whatever it is, something needs to push us towards wanting to move this ball fast. And I don't know. Will we see a catalyst? Can they work on this throughout the bye? Clearly something can change. Clearly they need to foster this environment of needing these risks pushing towards it and it's so easy to say it's so easy to sit here and just go move it faster take that risky kick because we only seem to come to play when when there's three four goals down all of a sudden we take the game on and then as soon as we concede one as soon as we make a mistake we go back into our shells so there's clearly an issue there's a mentality piece there's a structural piece we just have to turn it around it has to happen quick we're better than this we're better than this. We're annoyed because we know we're better than this. Comes from love.
Um, the next question is from Brad Nickel, who, who does say, no questions tonight. Let's just have a good discussion on how Brody Kemp should keep his spot and not miss a game this year unless he's injured. And it's a good point. Like, if there's a shining light in this, if there's a bit of positivity, it's Brody Kemp. I thought he was exceptional. Um, I've got some notes on him. I was going to talk about it in my votes, but I'll say it now. I thought he was a massive tick in this game. I was very impressed. My main issues with him to date have really been, I've just struggled to see where his strengths are. Like what is he better at than anyone else? And I guess at VFL level, he's been a bit hit and miss. Sometimes he's shown he's good at intercepting and using the ball. Then he makes mistakes and he's not there. And what's his best position? Is it up forward? Is it down back? What What is he? Where does he fit into this? And I guess he, he stepped up incredibly so far. He looks like he belongs. He looks like a man. He doesn't look like a kid. And, and what I loved the most from him really was just his intent. It was a real difference between him and others down there. And it didn't always come off, but there was just there was just a strong intent and want to impact the game, want to take the mark, want to take the game on. And, and I just wasn't seeing that from a lot of other players, a lot of the leaders, guys that have been there for years. Is that worrying? That you only get that from the new guys? I don't know, but I liked, I liked what I saw from Brody Camp. So definitely... He's out of contract. We need to see more from him this year, and he deserves to pretty much play that interceptor somewhere, some spot down back for the rest of the year. Uh, so thanks for the question, Brad. We move on to one from Breezy who says, what was more frustrating, the dropped uncontested marks, the aimless kicks, or the soft missed tackles? So to that one, I throw that out to everyone listening as well. Let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube, at Navi Blue Corner, if you're listening wherever you find your podcast. And for me, whether it's uncontested marks, aimless kicks, or soft tackles, I've got to say it's the tackles. Because I think everything comes down to this intent and this pressure and work rate. And tackling for me is like that one of those really easy things to know how much you want it. It's that hunger at the ball. And if you're not winning the ball, which we didn't, you got to see it in the tackles. And we lost the tackle count. I don't have it in front of me. I don't care. I, I used to be so into the stats, but when clearly everything's going wrong, there's almost no point trying to decipher it because so much needs to be fixed. But the tackles, they just walk through us. And what what kills me with so many of the tackles, it, it's the difference between us and a, and a better side. We get the tackle. How many times does the opposition just get the hands and the play just happens to go to their player and then we tackle again and they just get it out? But the other way, they hold us up, and it's a stoppage. We don't get out every time. It's either holding the ball against us. Conversely, it's they get the ball out every single time. It's frustrating. I don't know how you fix that. So intent, training, I don't know. It's something, but for me, it's the missed tackles. We've got one from, and apologies if I butcher your name. It has never been a strong suit of mine. If your name's not John or, or something, I tend to struggle. So this is on me. But we've got one from the lovely Zainab, who said some lovely words on Twitter, trying to really galvanize the Carlton community on there. So big shout out to you. Great question here. Who She asks, who is our leader on that field? And is this part of it? We've spoken about this so often on this podcast. How many times have, have we, have me and Lockie, gone through this? And it's it's that frustrating part of of this podcast. Like, 
I feel like we're just repeating the same things and it makes it hard for us to, to week in, week out, step up and, and try to give different thoughts because what else can we say on this? What else can we bring to it? But the leaders is clearly an issue when you look at it. No finals experience, no true experience of knowing what it takes to be successful. You know, these guys that I use the example when chatting to a mate today at, at work, it's, you know, yeah, Paddy Cripps, exceptional. Exceptional player, can't question his commitment to this football club for sticking by us through this. And, and we all just want, we all just want these guys to succeed. It's all we want. But, you know, he has not been in a team that's gone the whole way. So it's that thing of, you might think you're working hard, but do you know if you are working hard enough? Because you might think you're at this level and this is what it takes. But if you're at, at Geelong last year, it was higher. This was what was expected. This was what it is to work hard. You know, is that the difference? Like, who are these guys learning off? Unfortunately, it's guys that weren't successful. We don't have the guys that have been there and done it to keep teaching and, and leading these standards. And on field particularly, you know, who's the educator on field that when – someone isn't doing something right when someone isn't taking that risky kick they go up to him and let him know about it you know david king highlighted that that neil bullen goal really well on first crack and saying that where was the conversations after i think it was potentially Lockie o'brien not to scapegoating him in this but it's an example but i think it was him that it was his neil bullen was his opponent and like no one followed neil bullen the whole way through and you're going goal goes through and it's just tap on the back it's a Next time, mate. We'll get them next time. And I like that to a degree that there's this, don't worry, mate. We'll get them next time. But when do we ever, when do you ever see someone really barking orders at someone else on the field? Do you, do you see, do you see Weedering? Do you see Cribs? Do you see Doherty really, when there's a mistake, hold them to the standard and say, mate, no, that's not it. That's not what we do here. You need to go in. You can't. Do that next time. You need to be here or whatever the instruction is. It just feels like we're next time, man. But do they need the education piece? Does someone really need you to say, that's not acceptable. You need to follow him. You can't do that next time. That's not happening next time. You know, I, I got got told a lovely bit of a story from Sydney, Sydney Swans. You know, year they won the flag, Leo Barry in the in the grand final. You look at that that game against Geelong. Nick Davis, I see it, but I don't believe it. He kicks all those goals in that in that last quarter. It was a moment where his man kicks a goal. Brett Kirk goes up to him and says, "You owe us a goal." Where's that from us? Maybe it happens, but I'm not. It doesn't feel like I'm seeing this where. You know, a leader of the football club goes up to someone, looks them dead in the eye and says, mate, we're going to lose this game because of you. You've cost us here. You've made a mistake that you shouldn't have, that we know the standards are here. I believe in you, which is why I'm holding you to account because I know you're better than this. You owe us now. This is on you to step up. Now, obviously, it's on all of us to step up. But you, you send these guys a message and it, it just doesn't feel like we're getting that on-field leadership of what is expected, holding blokes to account, holding them to standards. I don't know. Is that somewhere we really need to invest in the off season? 
because this is this is my criticism of Vossi in particular is he was never the tactical guy. He was the leadership guy, the culture building leadership person. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen our leaders improve. I know form obviously dictates a, a, a hell of a lot of that, but I, it's it's an area I thought we'd get better in mentality. It feels like every, all of this is getting worse. It feels everyone's broken. And clearly if he came into this club and realized that the leadership wasn't there, you'd, you'd look to maybe bring it in. That sort of hasn't happened so far, at least for I see. So to not answer Zainab's question at all, like you'd think it should be Cripps, it should be Doherty, it should be Weedering, it should be Charlie, it should be Harry. Like it should be everyone. Everyone should be holding everyone to account. I'm just not seeing it. And the guys that are in that leadership group should really be driving it. Just not seeing it. And that's that's causing issues. We got one from the great Timmy Dub. Great question. Who says the Acres goal started with Cottrell willing to run for an overlapping handball? It was risky, and it surely was, but it came off. Vossi in the presser says he will accept mistakes. So why are most players playing it safe? Is it time to judge players on willingness to take the game on and not errors? And it's a great point, Tim. It, it goes goes back to these standards. Goes back to selections. Are we holding these guys? to account when someone consistently makes a mistake do they get dropped and this this doesn't have to be a big statement piece of dropping a crips or dropping a weedering but it it feels as if it's a Lockie o'brien comes in for a week we lose Lockie o'brien's out it's the same josh honey comes in he goes out it's the same guys that we're dropping week in week out it's the real fringe players but those guys that are more staples in this squad aren't aren't seemingly getting held accountable for mistakes. And maybe this is it. Maybe it starts somewhat at selection table. And I don't know if the word selection integrity gets thrown around heaps. I, I don't know if this is the piece. Again, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a guy in my bedroom recording a, a Carlton podcast. But there's a massive element in this that if we're trying to foster this environment of taking risks. That's what Vossi's saying, like we're playing too safe. There's this scaredness. We're scarred. We don't want to take the game on. We're so worried about conceding. We're worried about making the mistake, turning the ball over and losing. I'm not seeing a reward for this. Are we really rewarding the guys that want to take the game on? How do you do that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's not working at the moment, clearly. So maybe that's it. If someone has the ball and continually gets the ball in a certain area and he's not making that right decision, not handballing it to Saad for the overlap, not willing to run the overlap because the coaches have the footage. They'll know who's not working hard. There's no movement ahead of the ball. There's no movement behind the ball. Do you start holding people to account? And maybe that's a selection thing. Reward those in the twos that are doing it. Even if... And this is the hard part for Voss because he's somewhat coaching for his career. But if the higher-ups think he's the right guy and you're willing to give him time, then hold these standards. Vossi needs to be strong enough. Someone needs to be strong enough to, if this, if they think he's the right person, say, look, we may start losing a few more games. We've already lost heaps, so who gives a shit at this stage? But I've got to set some standards. This guy needs to come in. He may not be better than the guy we're taking out. We might lose because he's this much worse, but he's doing what I want. Go back to the the Ross Lyon, Mason Wood. If someone isn't doing it, I'm going to find someone who is. 
doesn't feel like we're doing it. We're, yeah. Keep rewarding Ed Kerno, who turns the ball over and makes so many mistakes. Now, maybe he's doing some other things that are right. That's why he gets selected. But there's surely others that are that are better. So <laughs> Ed Kerno drive-by. Feels like it happens all the time. Last listener question I've got here is from Owen Morton. Again, God, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Um, so we're simply shit. To improve, something has to change. What changes can happen between now and next Sunday when we play our other big rivals and not be so shit? This is it. Like, what can we do to fix this in the short term? It's obviously hard, but there just needs to be a mentality shift. Feels like I said this months ago. Feels like so many have said this. It's not just me. But uh, attack at all costs. Who cares? Look at Gold Coast, how good footy they're playing at the moment. Do you think they care that if they make a poor mistake and they get the ball turned over? No, keep going for it. Keep trying to make the correct decision because that's the correct decision. The execution didn't work, but that's what we're trying to do here. Reward it, celebrate it, encourage it. Encourage mistakes. These guys just feel like they're so worried. There just needs to be more handballs, more play on, more... Everyone runs to be a handball option at all times. Everyone is a leading option. And it, it goes back to this more selflessness as well. I feel like everyone's being real selfish. Everyone wants, weirdly, because some people don't want the ball, but we're like the sacrificial leads. Where's the sacrificial bump? I can't remember, and I have not watched this game back for a second time because I didn't need to. I didn't need to, but there was one point I wanted to, to highlight. I can't remember who it was because I actually I stood up. I almost clapped the, it because someone actually laid a bump. They laid a shepherd because I'm sick of seeing a guy have the ball, handballs it to a teammate, and then he's trying to run off to be another option when if he just took out the guy who was there, tried to lay a bit of a shepherd, tried to lay a bump on the opponent that's about to tackle him, it gives that guy two extra seconds to make – a better disposal, but we don't do it. We're like selfishly wanting that next ball. And and that's something else that needs to change. So yeah, selflessness, work rate, risk. Who gives a shit? We're already losing playing this stupid football where we're not taking the risks. Is that not enough? Oh, I'm scared about losing by six goals rather than three. How about be scared of winning? Like, I don't know. What are we doing here? We just... We're trying to minimize the loss, but we're not trying to win. Who cares? You're either going to lose this way or you're going to lose the other way, but the other way gives you a chance of winning. It gives you a chance to go forward. I don't know. I don't know where this belief stems from. Don't know where it happens. Um, but let's go to the good in this game. Already talked about Brody Kemp, but I'll get into the votes to talk about this. So the one vote I gave to Harry Mackay, look, he was far from perfect, but he hit the scoreboard. He was one of few that did. Goal-kicking woes are definitely far from over, but I guess kicking those goals hopefully help. A bit of confidence boost for him, for the fans, for everyone. It was good to see him get that first one. Good to see Tracy in the stands with a bit of a smile. We love to see it. So, yeah, hopefully it's not great. Still not perfect, but more from that from Harry. So I'll give him the one. Brody Kemp, I gave my two. I spoke everything I needed to about him. And the three I give to Adam Chera. He just continues to lead our midfield. He, he, there's a want to get the ball moving. There's intent, endeavor. He just seems miles ahead of everyone else at the moment. Doesn't tend to put too many feet wrong. <laughs> um, but he's just, yeah, he's exceptional at the moment. It's a career 
season for Adam Chera. Uh, honorable mention, he, he was nowhere near my votes, just to get that out of the way. But I want to mention Paddy Dow. It was the talk of the, the selection this week. He gets the sub, he gets on early because Silvani does get that hip injury. Haven't heard of anything at the moment, but I doubt he plays next week. But Dow comes on and look, I think he only had the nine disposals. Didn't set the world on fire. Didn't expect him to. But what I liked was that he, he looked to get the ball moving immediately. When he gets it, it's first option. And he was clean with hands. There's, there's far too many times that our players, we handball to the knees. We miss handballs. He didn't miss them. And yeah, that was a bad kick if you want to highlight that. But there was a really obvious kick inside 50 to highlight. And I guess, yeah, unlike every other mid that I'm seeing right now, his intention is first option to allow space. He wants to clear the ball. He wants to go. Like, I'm sick of our, I'm sick of our clearances in the middle. We get it. And it's like, instead of just, I have two meters in front of me, I'll run, I'll kick it long into the forward 50, get the clearance. It's like, who can I handball to? And it's like, they're under pressure. Just go first option. So look, Paddy Dow, far from perfect. He's not going to fix all of our problems. They're not going to play him next week, but I'd love to see him get a run of games here. Just something different, change it up. Someone that goes first, that is clean, reward that. I don't know. Just do something different. Seriously, what what do we got to lose at this stage? Does it? Does this make, I don't know, whoever doesn't get selected, if, if a Hewitt still can't get in, even though he's potentially back from the concussion, or I'm not saying it, but you know, Kennedy moves out, whatever it is. Does this make them want to work a bit harder to get back in this team? It feels like it's worth it. it. feels like it's worth a run. Um, but yeah, look, it's a bit of a shorter review this week and it mainly stems from this. What else can we talk about? I what I don't know what else we can cover. And I know Lockie's feeling the same and it's this rough moment where we're losing games. Every game just feels like a repeat of the last and I just want something different. We're losing the same way and it doesn't feel like it's changing. And we thought when we started this rebuild, we'd definitely be a bit a lot better by now. And it's such a, a frustration right now that we're not. And, and I know heading into this season, I was worried. I was very worried because if we didn't make finals this year, like what happens? And that was my worry. We were so close last year that it just put so much pressure on this season. And I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't want to go through another coach, even though that might be the better option. I don't know. Oh, what are we doing here as Carlton supporters? It's just miserable, isn't it? But I know we're fans. Some of us by birth, some of us by this is the team we select. And you just, you can't jump off. Whether Whether you support it as much through the bad times or not, it's your team and you don't you don't give up. And we're kind of stuck with it. So I guess, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there Sunday night and we'll be keep going. But I've got a couple last things I kind of wanted to touch on before I guess I wrap this up. And all of these thoughts, they're not, they're not finalized. I don't know my opinion on them 100%. They're more bit discussion points and some things to throw out there about this group, about what's going on. But I think, I think they're worthwhile discussions about it again don't know where i stand but 
Let's go through them. So, look, first one, I've got to give a shout-out to great the great Terry from, from Blue Abroad. And he, he raised this on the fan cams after this game on YouTube. Blue Abroad, if you don't already listen, subscribe, go for it. Unbelievable. King of the Carlton content. And he sort of mentioned that, like, look, every time it goes wrong, every time it gets tough, we sack the coach. Now, because of this, do the players feel safe? You know, do they think that, okay, every time things go bad, it's not me that's going to move on. I'm safe. The coach changes. Is there an element of safety from these players? And I don't know, does that mean at the end of the season, we need to move on players to show them that they're not safe, to change the mentality that when things go wrong, it's it's you guys that lose your place, you know? And is that element of safety something that holds this group back from success? You know, and a lack of accountability from these players that, you know, yeah, it's the it's the few that are the fringe ones that are always getting blamed, that they get delisted, and it's the coaches that change. I don't know. Or is there an element of these players that because of this, because when it doesn't work, that they know coaches are going to get sacked, that this has them, I don't know, somewhat defeated? Like, is this stopping, like, stopping them from working together to get out of this rut? We never get time to sort it out you know is there this belief that oh well it's going to happen again we won't be able to try we won't be able to break out of this rut because it's just going to sack the coach i don't know i don't know if there's just like a subconscious thing and whether there's like a one percent five percent but maybe that's all it takes i'm just spitballing but you know is it is it hard to buy in and give everything if you know deep down subconsciously that the club won't stick it through you know can I buy into this game plan and buy into this coach if I know as soon as it goes bad, new coach, new game plan, it all changes. Now, I'm not saying stability for the sake of stability. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just, it feels like there's mentality issues, so I'm throwing out different ideas around it. That's sort of where I'm at right now. It's the, I'm trying to fix things, but I don't know what's wrong. And you can look at this and say, like, it shouldn't matter. You guys are getting paid to do this, so sort it out. You shouldn't worry. You should fight for everything. But clearly there's issues. Clearly there are. And I guess that leads me to the final couple of points of this episode, this D's review. And it's got me down two trains of thought. If we're going down this, we got to do some sort of change. And I'm not there yet again where I know what I want to do and I'm at this thing. Because, mate, what was it, round 12? We're not even at the buy yet. And And – Part of me, again, is still this stupid confidence, this stupid optimism where if we just beat Essendon and wow, if we beat Gold Coast and you have the buy, you consolidate, you get in a week off to sort things out. Then what if you, I think we've got Hawthorne after the buy. What if you beat Hawthorne? That's three three in a row. And we start to get a run on. Like there's winnable games as you go through this season. But I don't know if everything we've seen this year, you just can't have any faith anymore that we're going to get it done. You just, it's just blind hope. And that's all it is. And I'm just praying that we're not at this point at the end of the season where we're still having these discussions of, do we have to sack Voss? Do we have to sack, is the the board going? Are we making these wholesale changes? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this negative, we've got to try and fix everything. Like I know there's a big part of me that when we win the podcast, it's great, but like, what do we talk about? Cause we've won. Like I can only say, the same thing of, oh, how good was this goal? How good was this play? And that's fun. Like, I'll do that every single day, obviously, because I want to win the flag and I enjoy winning. 
there's a sick part of me that when we lose, I love searching for, okay, what's not working? How can we fix this? But it's almost gotten to a stage where so much is wrong. We've been through this so many times that I don't know how we're going to fix it. And, and I guess the, the two trains of thought on that is like, one is, do you blow everything up, particularly coaches-wise, mainly coaches-wise, and make it right? You know, but there's no certainty that we make the right calls again. And regardless, we sort of take a step back. We have to learn a new system. We get a new coach. It's going to take time. Take that step forward. And again, it's more blow it up mentality, more on the coaches, more on the footy department side, sort of saying that the players are, are fine. We'll keep building, but we'll, we'll blow it up on the coaches end. We'll blow it up with the board, all of that, and we'll start again. We'll get the right people in because we've got the core of the squad and we'll keep building. Do we do that again and hope we get it right? Or do we go this other tact, which is it's somewhat similar, somewhat different, and I'm calling it like the more stick fat route where this one, you know, you think you have the squad. You think, you know, we just we just needed the coach. That was the mentality of this, the David Teague sacking. was like The squad's pretty much there, but it's the coach. Well, it's clear right now that the squad isn't 100%. We're not getting enough out of them there's mentality issues there's depth issues clearly but we should be getting more out of it you know it's not perfect but we're not getting the most out of it right now so i don't know do we have to reevaluate everything do we go maybe this and this is the shittest thing that i'll say and i'm gonna get attacked for this and i don't again i don't know if i agree with it but i'm throwing it out there it's this like do we have to reevaluate and go look maybe we're not that good bossy admitted it uh, do we not have the playing list that has his mentality? Do we not have the leaders? Is the bottom of this squad not good enough? Do we have to try and and make changes? You know, is this just going to take more time? I'm not saying a full rebuild, but like, I don't know. Like this option still requires probably changes of the squad, maybe some coaching changes, but it's not as abrupt of throw everything out. Let's build on it, find the issues. I know people are calling for like, do we need a stronger mentality, a stronger, more football mind in there. People are throwing out like they're throwing out the name rather than get this guy in like a Choco Williams, those kind of people in that we see get it done. Do we need someone like that in there to, to help sort this out? Again, like we had this review. I thought that was what that was for the building blocks of we don't know what we're doing because we've been in the same thing a hundred times. We're looking at the same thing. Get someone else in that knows what they're doing to write us the plan. And we go for it. So why are we having these issues? But I don't know. This one, it's like, is this one correct? Because we were like 1%, less than 1% away from finals last year. So is that the issue? Do we need to, is it the playing group? Is it, do we need to stick fat and just evolve this? I don't know. Because clearly mentality, leadership, ability to execute basic skills, decision-making, there's so many issues that lay bare right now that are with the playing group, that are higher, I don't know. And that's the hardest part about doing this podcast right now is normally like you don't have the answers, but you have clear talking points that you give your opinion on. But right now there's just so much going going wrong. And it's not fun to talk about losses. It's not. This group needs a circuit breaker. It needs to happen. Hopefully it's this week. I don't know. Look, whatever happens, we'll be here. Podcast will be here. We'll still be rocking up each week, watching the Blues. 
we're unfortunately stuck with it from from birth, myself and Lockie. So we can't give up. It's just that, what do we do? What do we do as fans to sort this out? Do we keep supporting them? Do we ask questions? Do we hold them accountable? Like, what is it? It's just everything, everything. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I'm more optimistic this week. I don't know what I am. It's a weird time to be a Carlton supporter, but I don't know. It's just that mentality that I don't know if the players have. I don't know if the coaches have, but we go again as fans. We go again. And we'll be here for our match build-up show midweek, later in the week. I think Thursday night we'll probably record it. It'll be out Friday-ish, I believe, if things go to plan. Um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts with everything I covered. Let me know your thoughts on, on what's going on right now. What needs to change? What are you not liking? I know it's pretty simple questions. We've covered it a lot. Um, and let me know as well. Like I'll just throw this out there right now because I've said a bit that I don't know what else we can say on this. So like, what do you guys want as well from, from us right now? Is there, is there any type of content that you enjoy that, that we tend to present? Are there certain topics that you want us to try and dive into? I'm really keen to collaborate with you guys more on this because it feels as if We've said almost all we can on this until we see something different, until they try something in the midfield. I see a different game style. I see a win. So if we go out there and lose again to Essendon the same way, like it's going to be a grim podcast where we say the same stuff. It's should we sack Rossi? Should we change it up? Is it the players? Is it this? Like there's only so many ways we can cover it. So let us know if there's anything else you want to cover. I'm almost dying for the buy because we actually have some more fun content that's not just reviewing the games. Ready? So that's going to be fun to record at some stage, but let me know. Thanks for sticking by us. Thanks for sticking this long. I'm praying that we can turn it up and bring more of a hungry mentality. Get these basic skills up. Want to take the game on. Show that we, we want to play finals, even if that's out the door. Everything from right now to the end of the season has to be to get to that number 17. Whether you make finals or not this year, everything needs to be to improve, to build towards that. Every game needs to be an incremental change, incremental growth to become better, to become the premiers, whether it's now, whether it's next year, the year after. So we can't just keep doing the same thing. There needs to be change. There need, we need to evolve. And I hope we see it Sunday. But we'll be back with that match build-up show later this week. Remember, if you're enjoying the content, like, subscribe on YouTube, follow where you listen to this on your streaming services. Let me know all your thoughts in the comments below. Get us on social media at Navy Blue Corner because, look, we're, we're in this together. What I enjoy most about this podcast is being to talk to you guys, being able to get through this as a community. I think that's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still making these podcasts. It's why I still love going to the games because it's about the community. It's about the people. So let's get it done. Go Baggers. See you guys next time.